Hi everyone, thanks for joining me today. My name is Rod Jans and I'm in donor relations at Telecare BC. And joining me today is Dr. Bill Strom. Bill is the executive director for Telecare. And we wanted to get together and just have a bit of a chat because we have an event coming up called Love Listens, how to listen well to those we love. And Bill is going to be the speaker and facilitator for this event. During our conversation, we're gonna talk about just a little bit about Telecare. We'll introduce you to Telecare if you're not familiar with that organization. And then Bill's gonna share a few things about his talk so you know what to expect and give you a couple of tips on how to listen better. So just let me introduce Bill. Bill has his BA from Wheaton College, his MA from Northern Illinois University, and his PhD from the University of Iowa. Bill is a professor of media and communication at Trinity Western University in Langley, British Columbia, Canada, where he teaches relational and leadership communication. His research has focused on virtue and covenant in close relationships and is published in regional, national, and international journals. His faith perspective textbook, More Than Talk, A Covenantal Approach to Everyday Communication, and The Relationship Project, Moving from You and Me to We, continue these themes. In 2012, Bill joined Telecare, where he has volunteered on the phone lines and helped train volunteers and participated on its board. In 2021, Bill became the executive director. Now sit back and relax, and I hope you will enjoy our conversation about Love Listens, how to listen well to those we love. Provide us with a little background about Telecare. What do they do? Telecare is a, a nonprofit here in Abbotsford with the goal of um, being available to listen to people who are really hurting. Began back in 1989 out of some churches that said there's a real need here to have a Christian crisis and call line. And so a whole bunch of churches came together and they had about 50 volunteers and just went after it. You know, back when the phone was a real common way to reach out, all pre-internet, and people were lonely and loved to call a warm-hearted, trained volunteer who could listen empathetically, you know, talk through options. Uh, we're not one that counsels. We are not allowed to counsel. We are allowed to listen and to ask good questions and help people figure out what they can do next. So. Yeah, we've been getting calls about 3,000 a year now, and people who are just bummed about the economy, bummed about their houses flooding and the most recent issues here locally, but a lot of people with you know, mental health issues, depression, or maybe substance abuse, or have come from a home where as children, they were treated just, just horribly. Mm-hmm. So we... We are a Christian organization. We like to see our volunteers being people who love Jesus passionately and want to serve him in this way. And the people who call, they, they can sense something different. And we, we don't, uh, though, proselytize. Uh, we do pray with people if they want to be prayed with, but we wait for them to ask if we would pray with them. 
We really don't want to be a place where we're a school of theology or a Bible answer man. We're here to support hurting people, no matter what their background or what their, their problem. How has how COVID impacted things? Well, a lot of people who were already maybe uh, low on contact with the outside world now have that forced upon them. And so I think just the general uptick in the number of calls, we had like a 24, 25% uptick in number of calls in 2020, and then it continued in 2021. And it's just, again, the malaise that probably affects all of us, even who are generally (laughs) well-functioning issues, again, of of loneliness, of of disconnect, of of not having a warm-hearted person to talk to easily because of all the uh, constraints on our our movement. So people don't call to complain about, say, the government, but it's mostly, you know, about their own response to holding to the rules and trying their best to survive during a very unique time in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks for that. We wanted to get together to talk about this upcoming event, and I will just I'm going to just share the details here. The event is called Love Listens, How to Listen Well to Those We Love. You are the the speaker, (laughs) and I will have given an introduction to you prior to uh, me talking about this. The event is on uh, February 17th at 7 p.m. It's online. It's free or by donation, so people can contribute if they like. And uh, yeah, this is sort of the second, well, maybe even we could say the third I think in a so. series, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we, we started this thing called Caring Conversations. I wonder if you care to comment on that just a little bit. Right. Well, for a long time, we just did the service of listening to people online. And we obviously reached out to donors and the general public and churches to say, hey, can you support us you know, financially? And it was okay to make an ask for funding, but there wasn't any mutuality. There wasn't anything we really gave back to our donors, gave back to the churches. And and so we thought, look, we have a lot to offer. What are we good at? (laughs) And we know we're good at caring for people and we're really good at listening. So one thing we first developed was Listen Up, which is a on-site half day or full day workshop on, on active listening and how we can be better listeners. But then as, as COVID came around and we went online with that program, we thought, well, maybe we should do more than just a half hour online Zoom webinar. Let's, let's make it short and make it really powerful. You know, an hour, hour, 15 minutes of a, a conversation, bring people in who have something to say about people care, let them speak for a time, you know, half hour, 40 minutes, and then open it up, you know, for Q&A and just have a a conversation about that topic. So I know last year we had a a great presentation on resilience. Three speakers, they all knew lots on the topic, both experientially and also in research. And I think we had a real good give and take there. So I guess in the big picture, Rod, you know, the idea is we want to bless people who are blessing us. And we do that through information and wisdom and 
uh, being thought leaders on the idea of listening as a way to help people heal. And that's what Caring Conversations is all about, helping the people who also are helping people. So that's uh, why we're really excited about uh, coming up February 17. Personally, I'll be um, looking at what it means to be a faithful listener. You can take that as one who has faith, uh, that is a Christian faith, but it also is the idea that if you're dependable, if you're loyal, you'll be one who likely listens well to those you love. And I have an advantage here a little bit. Yes, I am executive director here at Telecare, but that's just about 10 hours a week. My other 35 hours is at Trinity Western University, where I have been teaching in human communication for about 35 years. And I've done research. This is my, my favorite way to uh, do my research is focus on close relationships and the communication that goes on between two people, married couples, best friends, romantic partners, those kind of close relationships. And so I've done some studies. I've read a lot. I've, I've taught on the topic of how do we get along with each other and how does communication and listening especially play into that. So that's the topic I'm going to discuss. It's going to be interactive. Uh, we're going to use a Zoom link. So periodically, if you are going to be a part of that uh, presentation, you'll have opportunity to ask questions right in the middle of the presentation. But for sure, at the end, we'll have time for a lot of Q&A back and forth, just as we want to do for any Caring Conversations episode. Right on. Well, I'm really excited about this because I know it's your area of expertise. And you probably hear this a lot more than I do even. But, you know, in my conversations with people at Telecare who've been trained to listen, and it, it's, it's improved. Their, they always, I hear the comment all the time. This has improved my life so much. Like aside from having the gift of being able to listen and care for people on the phone lines mm -hmm. has made a real difference to people's lives. And I, I feel like this event is going to give people a bit of a, a taste of that and give them maybe some of the skills that we're actually providing our, our listeners, our, our call responders. Exactly. So yes, all the people who volunteer with us, I hope they can uh, attend and get a shot in the arm about you know, the kind of skills and values that we do encourage at telecare. And then for other people who counselors, uh, pastors, uh, anybody who works with people and are into the, you know, people development work, we really hope that the seminar can be insightful, but also practical, doing a good balance between the two. So that's the, that's our goal. So Bill, why is this an important subject today? Oh, wow. Wow, wow. I, great question, because at times it is lost on us that listening is important. I think so often people think, ah, listening. I point my head towards someone, my ears, you know, pick up the, the sound of their voice and I'm there. Uh, that's the beginning, just the beginning of really listening well. And right now, I think there are challenges to that very quote, simple act of listening well. Uh, imagine this, okay? How, how many times do you pick up your phone a day? 
how often do you watch a, a movie or a film on Netflix in the evening? How much time do you spend on your computer? Research shows that on average, we are on a screen about 10 hours a day. And you might think, oh, it's all because of those young folks on their phones. Do you know that while they do use their phones more than maybe those of us who are older, the people in Canada and the US who are on their screens, generally, phone, tablet, TV, everything, are far more likely to be on that screen longer. In fact, an average is about 13 hours a day. Now we manipulate those digital you know, toys. We turn them on when we want, we turn them off when we want. We can give them our full attention or we can ignore them. And when we ignore them, they don't get mad at us. In fact, we have total control. And that's a good thing if we're into entertainment, but a bad thing if it's taking away time with people face-to-face -face where we would likely be engaging in a, a conversation at least, even if it's just about the day, but no chance to really talk deeply about how they're really doing. Uh, add to this um, some other disturbing findings. The empathy index, which is taken annually, is on the decline. Empathy being the ability to understand someone else's emotions, or at least their perspective as they say something. The number of close friends index just dropped below two for the first time ever since this had begun being taken from 2.1 to 1.9. Uh, the joke is, of course, uh, I hate to be that 0.9 of a friend, but <laughs> it's, it's disheartening that we are not able to enter, enter other people's emotional world. And second, we are having fewer friends with whom we could enter their world. So number one, we're losing the art of conversation. And number two, we're losing the art of listening well in those conversations. That's why I really hope to share some ideas and research, emphasizing the importance of listening well and what good it can do for our closest relationships. Excellent, thank you. Bill, can you just give us a brief outline of what you'll be talking about on the 17th? Sure. I'm gonna start with three scenarios of a person looking to talk with someone about an issue she's going through and her three friends respond to her in quite different ways. I think you'll find yourself in one of those three styles of how you relate to people. And that's kind of the springboard into the rest of the talk. We really want to drill into what is active empathetic listening. That's the key term today for what we do at Telecare, actively empathetically listen. We're going to unpack that a little bit. And while that's our goal, and that's terrific, we have to admit that there are all kinds of barriers. Yes, there is our digital environment we live in, but so many personal issues we might bring to an encounter with a friend that we aren't ready to listen. Issues the friend brings that we just can't stand <laughs> or, or issues of the context, like you don't have a great big deep talk in, an, in a McDonald's. You know, these kind of things we'll talk about, practical and principled. Near the end, we will go through some steps on how to listen well, the practical things that are necessary to set up a good conversation. 
And then I am going to share some of my own research. One where I asked the question, what is it about the person that makes them more likely to be an active, empathetic listener? Is it your personality? Is it your, your moral heart? Hmm. Is it your attitude? Because we know some people just don't like talking to other people and listening. Uh, so maybe it's a bad attitude. But I look at those three and uh, have some research that I think you'll find interesting. Uh, won't be getting into statistics and all that, but just some things I found that I think people will find very interesting and hopefully motivating for us to listen better. Right on. Sounds great. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks. Excellent. And if people want to find out more, they can go to our website, which is telecarebc.com. And we've put something up right on the homepage and you'll see a button there that you can click on and get more information if you're interested in attending. And we'd obviously love to see you there. And we're really excited and, and love this topic. So we hope that you can join us on February 17th. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Rod. <laughs>